Hello and welcome to the Master Spiff Podcast, a podcast started with master students taking a spiritual formation course, which some affectionately dubbed Master Spiff. I am Dr. Jeff Fisher, professor of theology at Kuiper College in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and host of this podcast dedicated to discussing books about discipleship and spiritual formation. Each week we hear from people in Christian ministry or training for ministry share their thoughts on a book they've recently read. This is episode 2.6, and we have another uh, reader with us here who's going to share a little bit about himself and the book that he has chosen to talk about today. Yeah, my name is Mitchell Leach. I am uh, a student here at Kuiper, and I am also the director of student ministry at Hudsonville Reformed Church. Uh, and the book that I chose to, to read was Simple Church. Um, I had the privilege of reading Simple Church. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, and so just to kind of get us started, say a little bit about the book, like what's the title, why the title Simple Church, um, and then also why did you pick this book? What did you uh, what was the reason for it? What did you think was going to, this book was going to help you with? Yeah. Um, the, the title of the book is actually, um, it's brilliant. Actually, uh, it, it, it's it simple. Exactly. It describes exactly what the book is trying to, to get across. And that is, um, that's the point of the book. The, the point of the book is trying to get churches to go from trying to do everything halfway to doing a few things really, really well. And um, um, part of why I read it goes along with that. I, I firmly believe in that philosophy. Um, I've kind of heard of this philosophy kind of secondhand. I was at a church in, um, in Hastings for a while, and they had referred to this book a few times. And um, the, the, their philosophy of ministry, um, or maybe just how they organize themselves, was as a uh, a simple church. And that was really, um, it was something that I wanted to replicate maybe with a little bit better theology. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I think the principles are, are really good. And so I kind of was, I was tired of hearing it, hearing about it, um, secondhand and I wanted to experience it to see really what the book said, um, yeah. and to, to, to do that right now, our church is in, um, the, the middle of, a not reorganization, but, we're kind of figuring out who we are as a church and where we're going. And um, part of that is how are we, you know, how are we going to function as a staff, as a church? And so I want, I've been reading a bunch of ministry leadership books, uh, church leadership books. And so this was one of them uh, that I, honestly, this is one of the books that I've had on my uh, to read list for a while. And so when you said that this could be one of those, I was like that, this yeah. is perfect. Perfect. Excuse. Yeah. It's one of the, one of the books that you read for school and you're like, you know, not dreading reading this. It's like, oh, this is, I'm really excited about this. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very practical, very relevant. And I would anticipate pretty relevant right now, especially post pandemic, or as we're thinking about post pandemic stuff of like, oh my I mean, there was a lot of churches. I don't know whether yours is like this or not. It was, they were very complex, had a lot of programs, a lot of things going on. And now are asking this kind of question, these kind of questions, who do we want to be? What do we want to yeah. look like when we come back? We know that certain things will continue on and other things maybe we don't have to keep doing, especially the way we had been doing them before to keep things really busy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that was one of the things that, um, yeah, we're figuring out, um, as a church, you know, our, our, our leadership team is, is kind of, um, on the, the fence of, you know, they're a part of them that say, Hey, you know, they like that idea. Maybe they don't understand, the, or, you know, they haven't read the book, simple church. They don't, right. maybe they couldn't, 
articulate that strategy. Um, but there's definitely a uh, another sector of our church that's like, hey, we want to be uh, like the solution to our problem is to add more programs. And I'm like, no, that like no. doesn't work. Yeah. But I mean, that's I think a lot of churches find that like that's kind of the model that's been inherited is, well, let's just add another program. Let's have another event. Let's get another group together to do these kind of meetings and stuff. And yeah, yeah it's questionable whether discipleship and leadership development is actually happening in those kind Correct. of settings. Yeah. When uh, I, I came on on this church, um, you know, just say, you know, their their form of um of discipleship was, hey, just take people out to lunch. Mm. Um, take, take every student out to lunch. Um, and I'm like, that discipleship means something way more than that. If, if taking people out to lunch is our, is what discipleship is, um, man, our church should be huge. I mean, we should be the best discipling church in, in, in the nation. I mean, but yeah, we're not. So right. That that, that might be a part of this process, but it's not sure. the entirety I mean, of the process. <laughs> getting, getting to know people is kind of important, but right. Uh, right. Just meeting someone once for lunch can't be. Yeah. Uh, can't. I can't but, teach kid, um, biblical literacy over lunch. Right. <laughs> you know, right. And, yeah, and so maybe you can say a little bit more about that with the simple language. The simple church doesn't necessarily mean it's easy, or that no. it's like you know, just kind of one thing, a one and done, take them out to lunch and you're done. Um, no. But maybe say a little bit about the, you know, kind of the process where you mentioned the principles um, of what, what they're really talking about in this book for the simple church. Yeah. So simple church, it, it, the idea is getting at four main things, clarity, movement, alignment, um, and, and, and focus is the last one. Um, so the idea is clarity is, is clarifying who you are, um, you really, it's your mission and vision. Who are we and uh, what do we want to do? Uh, your your movement is um, moving people along this this progression. So having a clear um, clear process for people to be discipled on mm-hmm. uh, and and making it, I mean, having it so clear that it, it it's part, maybe it's even part of your mission statement. Um, that was kind of what I was talking about with a book like, you know, then the name sometimes can also be the the function, um, right? And if if you can find figure out a way to do that, that's that works really well. Um, alignment is just getting everyone and everything on that same mission and vision, um, making sure that every ministry, all, all the staff, like everyone's there. No one's pulling like everyone's pulling the same rope. Really, is, mm-hmm. is uh, I don't know if that's an analogy that they use, but um, it's one that we've kind of started talking about here at church. Um, and then focus is, is really, it, it's being good at saying no to a lot of things. Uh, I'm going to also use another quote, that, but I feel like this quote really gets at, um, uh, at, at this focus principle. Um, Craig Rochelle, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he yeah. says, um, we have to say no to the good things in order to say yes to the great things. I feel like that cat, like really gets at what they're talking about with, with focus there. Like we need to be able to say, you know, a, a mission trip to, whatever you know that that's a good thing but it might not fit in with who we are and where we're going and so we're yeah. going to say no to that right now because we need to be we need to be able to say yes to the great things and use that same all of that um you know all, all of the time resources talent that we might have poured into a, a mission trip and pour that into uh, something else that might be even better for the church yeah 
Yeah, I mean, that's such an important principle. I mean, in our lives, I'm sure businesses do it, yeah. especially for the church. The, mm-hmm. What you say no to is probably even more important than what you say yes to because of what yeah. either allows you to or allows you not to say yes to things. Yeah, uh, that's critical. It is. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and ironically, kind of a simple concept, but yet yeah. hard to implement. Oh my gosh, it, it, how hard is it to tell someone who's like, hey, like, you know, we're, we're going to assert a, a, a food drive for local homeless people. And it's like, how hard is it to say no? Right. To the, don't do that. Really, yeah. really hard to say no to, Yeah. but it might be the, one of the better things that you do as a church, because the thing that you say yes to even has a greater impact. Yeah. Um, that's, and, yeah, it, it, yeah. and that's really where that alignment question comes in. Right. I mean, someone comes and pitches this idea of the homeless food shelter or homeless food shelter, food and shelter, um, and you say, well, does that fit our mission and our vision and, you know, the place that we're called to? I mean, you know, if you're you know, 60 miles away in some rural church, it probably doesn't make sense to, yeah. you know, do some kind of homeless food food pantry yeah. kind of thing because, yeah. yeah, that might not really be a, an effective means of use of resources. Yeah. You might get some squirrels, but probably not <laughs> any people. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, knowing your context, knowing your situation. Yeah. yeah that's so important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, likewise, there's probably a lot of smaller things like programs or schedules and things like that, that we also have to really practice saying no to things that sound good, but are not in alignment or not part of the focus. And that requires that clarity that you talked about as well. Yeah. Because if you don't know who you are and where you're going, um, I mean, we're going to, everyone's pulling a different rope. Everyone's pulling, uh, a different direction and i don't know if you've ever seen this i'm a youth pastor so i've seen it there's like there's this game that's like an eight-way yeah. tug of war um and it feels like a lot of churches are doing that where it's like yeah. it, and it's an eight-way tug of war and it's like okay it does it are is it moving yeah but it's actually moving in a circle like they're right. actually moving very far from where they started and right. if they are it's negligible um where when you're when everyone's pulling the same rope um gosh, like, you know, you can move a semi, you know, right. like, there's so right. much power. And I feel like that's really what the church was designed to be. Um, right. I think God created the church to be this incredibly powerful organization. Um, yeah. When we're pulling the same way, when we're all, um, when there's clarity and there's alignment, gosh, I think that um, churches can be fantastically powerful. Uh, yeah, way more absolutely. powerful than are used to seeing them in America. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really great illustration. Yeah, I have seen the the eight-way tug of war. I've even <laughs> pulled a rope in yeah. that eight-way tug of war and thought, yeah. this is ridiculous. And I, you yeah. know, I'm a strategist, so I'm always mm-hmm. trying to like strategize it. Like, yeah. So we're really going against those couple of ropes over there. How mm-hmm. do we, you know, align ourselves with the the ropes next to us so that we're pulling this direction? And the whole yeah. thing, yeah, it's just kind of this silly. You're going around in circles. You're spending mm-hmm. a lot of time and energy, but you're not going anywhere. And nobody yeah. really wins until someone burns out. Someone gets tired and like, let's go with the rope and just gives up. Yeah. You don't want then, that as, you know, your ministry plan. Yeah. You just lost horsepower really is what yeah. you did. Um, yeah. yeah it, that, that strategy right there, like you're talking about, it's, that's where church politics come in and everyone hates that. But mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, when we, when we're doing this, when there isn't clarity, when there isn't alignment, um, church politics have to happen in order to get anything done. And then it's like, that's not how the church was supposed to be. Like, this is how, this is why people hate the church. 
from the outside. It, it, it doesn't look appealing. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, obviously, you know, we've already been talking some about the, uh, the negative things or the, the things that they're addressing, um, not necessarily myths, but maybe false ideas about the church or false, you know, poor ways that the church has practiced things. Is there anything else that, that you want to point out from their book that like they address of like maybe problems in the church or, um, things that, and I mean, I use the word myths in the sense of like, we might have like actually convinced ourselves that this is the right way or the true way, but as with more reflection and more thought about it, you're like, that's actually not the way it should be done. Yeah. I think for me looking at uh, church hiring, um, mm. if I were, if I were to go to almost any church and say, okay, you can have, um, the best candidate available for your position. Uh, would you hire him? him or her. And I think most churches would be like, absolutely. Why, why would we even think twice about that? Um, but the book talks about in, in the alignment part, um, when you're hiring, it's, it's almost better not to hire the best person unless they have the, they're bought into your mission and vision, right? It's better to hire someone who's even half as competent as the best available, but who's bought in fully to your mission and vision. And I think that's extremely true. Um, rather than trying to fight someone over strategy their their entire time, and they're br maybe they're brilliant, they're they're fantastic at it. Um, but if they're trying to do something different than what the church is trying to do, um, that's ultimately not going to succeed. Um, yeah, myth that we believe as churches hire the best when it's really hire who's who's bought in. Yeah, yeah, that's a really that's a really great example. And I mean that takes you back to the clarity, right? Like not yeah. only do you want you, you as the church have to be very clear on what it is, your mission and vision, and be able to communicate it to someone who you're looking to hire so that yeah. they actually understand what they're mm -hmm. stepping into. And, and, and in many ways, it's also, it would be kind of unfair to hire someone who's the best with the expectation that they're just going to happen to eventually align with your mission and vision. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, even think about uh, staffing dynamics or, or like, you know, the, yeah. the in office dynamics, if you've got people who are, you know, wanting to, to be on that same clarity, that, that same mm -hmm. um, mission and vision, uh, and they're, they're aligned in that, um, you know, you can have people who are Democrats and Republicans, but right. if they're like, Hey, we're, we're on the same page of, of the mission of the church, like they're going to get, they're going to get along really well. Yeah. I mean, you'd have, yeah. you know, Michigan fans and Michigan state fans and they're oh, gonna yeah. worse than yeah. Democrats and Republicans. But, yeah, exactly. Especially on Saturday, Sunday after they played each other yeah. on Saturday. So, yeah. yeah, no, that's good. So, I mean, you've also shared something about how this, you know, obviously connects to your own work in the church and um, any other ways that this book kind of really resonated with you and intersected with your own life and in ministry. Um, yeah. I think for me personally, I, um, the reason that I love this book is because I am someone who by nature wants to do everything, mm. um, love more, um, in my life. I mean, you could, you could ask my wife about it that, you know, when I've got a free opportunity, um, I want to be playing church league basketball or, you know, you know, I just, uh, I'm going to probably be too honest, but so <laughs> this summer, um, I've got a, a mission trip that we're, we're planning, uh, to go on that taking, we're taking like 30 people, um, we've got, uh, my wife is going to give birth in June. Um, my brother is getting married in July. Um, 
uh, actually that's a week before we leave for the mission trip. Oh, wow. Um, and then that's in Costa Rica. So we're going to be we're flying there for a week. So I'll have like two days back and then I'll go on a, a mission trip. Um, and I also signed up for the church league softball team. <laughs> you so, might miss a few games. Yeah, I probably will. And I told them that, but, um, wow. that, that even me, like, so that's, uh, that's me saying, okay, I've got a busy summer, but, um, right. I like, I, I'm probably, I'm someone who likes to, to have a lot on his plate. Um, but for me, if I don't check myself and I don't check myself, um, in my ministry, I think my personality will just come through in my ministry. I think that's true for a lot of people who are leading yeah. ministry. Um, and I think I'm maybe a little bit more aware of that, but I, I know that I need a simple church model when I'm right. doing, um, not just my life, but I, I need that when I'm doing, uh, yeah. doing ministry too. Right. Right. I mean, so when you've, when you've said yes to some really great things, you know, you know, you also have to then say no to other things that come up along and, yeah, Maybe if absolutely. the church basketball league is also offered to you, you're going to have to say, um, I'll have to play in the fall. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, um, you know, going into the fall is kind of our time for like thinking about new ministries, thinking about new ideas. And I've been asked to do, you know, teach at VBS. I've been asked to um, um, help with two different curriculums that our church wants to start. And I'm like, you know, I just, I can't right now because I'm, I'm too busy and mm -hmm. those things would be great, but uh, I can't miss my brother's wedding. Uh, right. I can't miss the birth of my daughter. And uh, <laughs> I, you know, this mission trip is probably pretty important. So, yeah. Yeah. There's certain things that are almost automatic yeses, right? Yes. Like they're mm -hmm. non-negotiable yeses. Yep. So then everything else you have to yeah, weigh through that alignment. Yeah. Um, and, and you shared some quotes and stuff from the book and from others as well. Um, is there, are there any other quotes or statements or anything that kind of summarizes or that really stuck out to you as uh, this is pretty meaningful and I, it really connects or resonates with you? Yeah. Um, one of the quotes I, I, I highlighted um, when I was reading this, is said, uh, many of our churches have become cluttered, so cluttered mm -hmm. that people have a difficult time encountering the simple and powerful mess message of, of Christ. So cluttered that many people are busy doing church instead of being the church. And that hit me because I felt like, how awful would it be if I led a, a ministry, a, a church where we are so busy doing, doing, you know, doing the work of the church rather than, you know, becoming, mm -hmm. being, um, being the movement of what the church is supposed to be. Um, you know, could it be where we say yes too often and we've said yes to too many good things and now we can't even say yes to any of the great things. Yeah. Um, and that being the greatest thing of all being Jesus Christ, we've, we've programmed uh, Jesus out of our, our, our church. And yeah. I, I know that sounds crazy, but you know, I've seen churches that have done that and it's, yeah. it's hard. Like that's, you know, we've, we've got all of these things getting in the way of people becoming authentic Christ right. followers. Right. That's, that would be, that would be terrible. Yeah. It is terrible. It is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, just like in a house, that clutter doesn't happen overnight. You know, clutter is something that develops over months, years, decades, maybe even, where yeah. all of a sudden you're looking around and you're like, where did all this stuff come from? And where did it all accumulate? And why is my basement chock full of so much stuff? Like, yeah. I don't even have a place to put, put this anymore. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think the same thing is true with the church, that that clutter just kind of develops over time, uh, especially when if you're just adding more and more things to it. And you're like, oh, here's another thing we can do. And, oh, we should be doing this. And yeah, that's, that's another yeah. great illustration. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's that that clutter almost comes with the phrase, well, this is how we've always done it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's true. Maybe that's just in my context, but um, there's a few ministries that um, are, are close to mine. Um, there, there's a grade that uh, I really believe should be part of uh, student ministry. I'll leave this vague just in case anybody from my trip. Right. Yeah, that's a good um, idea. Um, there, there's a grade that, you know, I think would be a, a good fit in student ministry. But that grade uh, has traditionally fit into this um, um, Christian Reformed um, kids program. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, no, 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 no one will know what you're talking no one about. No, that is, um, it's a little bit like Boy Scouts, but you know, right. Um, and, um, and so I said, you know, let's, let's look at this. Um, what's best for that grade uh, right. of people? What would be the best ministry for them to be a part of? And the, the thing that I got back was, you know, this is how we've always done it. Mm -hmm. if, if we lose that grade, that program will die. Hmm. And, and, Right then and there, what happened was there are people that are saying, all right, let's hold programs up. But if right. it hurts people, then that's OK. But as long as we've got that program, then it's OK. And it's like that's how we end up with clutter right then and yeah. there. Um, yeah. And so I'm reading this and I'm like, um, you had a, a question in here that said, you know, what part did you have to stop and process? And for me, it was like I was I was reading it and I was like, no, I've just got to keep going. Like like I was getting so frustrated, like I need to know more because I need to be able to confront these things. Yeah. Um, but that was one of those moments where I was like, oh, my gosh, everyone in my like everyone needs to read this. That's in leadership because it gosh, our church could be so healthy, not just our being my local church, but the global church could be right. so healthy uh, if, if we knew some of these principles. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. Yeah. So did you find some helpful things in the book of like not just be maybe beyond like, hey, I want now all these other people to read it, but. Of like yeah. knowing that there's going to be the that's the way we've always done it. We want to save this just in case clutter building uh, actions. Knowing that that's the reality, were there any tips or tricks or things that you found in the book? Some practical insights of so what do you do when a church isn't quite ready to go simple church? Yeah, th this is maybe another one of the quotes quotes I, I love from this, but um. He said, research shows that when you've received uh, frequent, frequent interruptions while working on a task, your performance drops an equivalent of 10 IQ points. In other words, when you multitask, you are 10 points dumber on the core task than you are if you just focused on the core task. And he said, some of us just can't afford uh, to multitask. And we I, can't I afford to be dumber. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I think that's the, the truth in the church. When we decide that we're going to... Um, we're going to spread out. We're going to divide. We're going to be conquered. Um, mm. I, I asked uh, some of our, our pastors this. I said, imagine if um, all of the staff here quit and we just focused on the Sunday message, the Sunday, the Sunday service. I said, how good do you think that would be? If I could just take, like, if it was my job just to do the announcements, like, and that was it. Do you, how good do you think the, the announcements would be? And they're like, they would be, they would have to be stellar, you know, 
for what you know for a full-time staff person i said yeah they would right but if we collectively and i'm not arguing that you need a full-time staff person for announcements <laughs> but um if we collectively got simpler and used the same staff to to do those simple things how much better could we do things mm -hmm. how much how many less people would drop through through the cracks uh, how many more people could get discipled how many more people could get trained and equipped to do ministry um, those are the types types of things that i think and he just talked about you know vision casting for for those things and, and he always backed it up with scripture and i don't mm -hmm. remember all the scripture passages but when you go back to scripture and it's like these are not just good ideas and they're not uh they're not just i'm not saying this this is totally against everything i believe but they're not just uh scripture passages either but they're backed with you know like uh science this is this was a yeah. survey that was done uh this isn't a book that is just hey this worked at my church and so i'm going to write it like this book is is out of a research process that they did with hundreds of churches to make sure that the what they're they're publishing is actually real stuff right right yeah this wasn't just one person's experience yeah yeah this is that's extremely compelling to say you know this is not a um a philosophy that some guy um, thought of. This is a, uh, these are principles that work at hundreds of churches across yeah. America. Um, yeah. And so for us to go, well, that's just not for us. Like, or we're, like, we're not that different. Like, you know, we like to think that like all, you know, we can right. kind of our own spin on whatever, like we're not churches. We're not that different um, yeah. to look at this and go, we can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, as we've talked about, there's so much to deconstruct from what's expected of churches and church staff and volunteers, you know, all kinds of things that make it hard. I think the harder thing is moving. Once you've become complex, just like once a house gets cluttered, the hardest thing to do is like the, just starting with yeah. figuring out cleaning, how, how to clean it up and um, get back to some of that simple, less cluttered nature. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not against church planning, but I think that there may be that tend in, in Christianity where it's like, okay, we look at a church and it's like, okay, we're trying to get this to be a, church, a, a simple church, a healthy church. And they're like, no, 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 we're just going to hold on to everything. So they're like, all right, well, we'll just start over right. instead of, okay, no, let's, let's really do the work of, of, you know, making this, this hundred year old church come back to life again, right. and, you know, clean it out a little bit. Yeah. I think that needs to be, um, you know, I, I love church planning. Again, I'm not against it at all, but I think we do need people who are going to go into ministry saying, I'm going to be a church revitalist. I'm, I'm right. going to go into an unhealthy church and it's going to be, it's going to be hard for a few years. Um, but I'm there because I want to see churches come back to health. Yeah. And I mean, cause there are, there are a lot more pre-existing older churches than there are church plans or opportunities for church plans right now anyway. So yeah, and it's and it's not like you want to just abandon all the people that are a part of these established churches either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anything else that we haven't talked about yet that you wanted to make sure that we included in this conversation about the book? Um, any any thoughts or comments that I haven't asked you a question about? Yeah, you know, I um, one of the questions that you had on here was talking about the. Um, the identifying the common reasons for people uh, failing or giving up on, on spiritual mm -hmm. life. 
and I think this book really addressed that. Um, maybe just for systemically from from a church standpoint, and I think that that's a, a good uh, thing to look at as you know this this is a class of potentially you know a bunch of church leaders. Um, it, it's we need to look at our systems within our church and say, are we systematically are we a church that says we're going to make this easy, as easy as possible for people to come to know Christ and for people to grow in, in Christ. Um, you know, I love, I don't know who said it, but um, I love this quote. I, I believe it, that we need to do everything short of sin to make sure that people will come to know Christ, um, but also that, um, you know, people can grow and, and be discipled. Um, yeah. You know, we need to cut out some of the clutter. Um, we need to, you know, deprogram ourselves a little bit to, you mm-hmm. um, Find, find a clear spiritual pathway um, mm-hmm. across our church. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think you'd find as, as the authors and researchers for this book do that a lot of churches would have to say, no, we don't have an easy or clear path of discipleship of people yeah. becoming followers of Jesus and then growing as followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't have that clear path laid out. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, again, a timely book, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very relevant in today's age. Mm-hmm. Good. Anything else? Any other closing thoughts you have on this book? Would you recommend it to your oh, classmates and yeah. who else might you recommend it to? I would say this is a book. If you are a church leader, this has got to be one of the top top five books that you're going to read on on church leadership, um, church strategy. Uh, this is this has got to be a book if you're looking to be a pastor, a church leader anywhere. This is uh, highly recommend this book. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's why it's on my list of yeah. suggested <laughs> readings. Yeah, that's I fantastic. would agree. Yeah, good. All right. Well, thanks for your conversation, your discussion, for engaging in this book and sharing your thoughts with us. We really appreciate it. And yeah. we will look at other books and future episodes here. So thanks <laughs> awesome. again.